Thank you for downloading the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can learn more about our ministry of equipping followers of Jesus to use the resources God has given them at kingdomtools.org. It's important for you to know that I'm not the guy, that we're all the guys. My, my aim is to inspire you and engage you with Jesus' dream for the kingdom of God and to encourage you and inspire you to know that he's given you authority that you can use to make a real difference. Prayer is one of those fundamental pieces of the Christian walk that can easily become confusing. It is no wonder that the followers of Jesus asked him specifically to teach them how to pray. In this Prayer 101 series, Keith Martins teaches a local Fresno church how to pray as Jesus did so that they can see the same fruit that we read about in the New Testament. In part three of this series, Keith shares important concepts that apply to all of us as followers of Christ with his authority. And, and, and the other, it's like, can I, can I conjure up enough pixie dust or enough happy thoughts or something to make something happen? And it doesn't work. That, that's really a pagan concept. Of, of worship, of, of conjuring. You know, remember Elijah on Mount Carmel, they cut themselves, they're getting all fired up and stirred up, you know, and, and that was their way of stirring things up. And so that was kind of my first exposure to something demonic. But again, the point is there is not all of that. The point is this. There's three now, okay? So one is depending on Jesus by just straight up asking him, what do I do? And the crazy thing is he showed me by showing her. And that's still the way we operate today at Kingdom Ministries. And that's a ministry founded in 1999. And then we added the Counseling Center about uh, five years later. My wife's the director of the Counseling Center. Uh, Robin and Carrie are two other therapists there. Can you guys stand up in the back there as part of our staff? Come on, Carrie. Robin Lyon and Carrie Wood. Steve Wood, you can stand up. He's on my board. And uh, Carrie is our office manager and keeps everything together. She's a sweet lady to talk to every time you call. And Kathy is my trooper, prayer warrior, prayer minister lady. She's been in charge of the prayer ministry, the teams that come in and people that come in to equip them to pray uh, for other people. And so we've been at 15 years this year. And um, it, it kind of started out of this as the college began to realize in me too that I can't keep doing this, uh, you know, and carrying on my other duties there. And so I thought I was going to be at Fresno Christian for a year, and then it ended up being four years of misery after college. No bad, but it was just, you know, when you have something on your heart that you want to do and you're waiting on God to provide, and then the gracious people um, put some, our first event together at the Ramada downtown, and we were on our way. But back to the Annie, um, after praying that, that, what was cool, and here's the third point, is that we're looking for fruit. We're not looking for experiences. So that was a cool experience. It was weird. I mean, it was a little scary, to be honest with you, the first time. And uh, fear is an issue for us. I just want you to know that for me, I know what that fear is like. I would not go into an empty room where the topic of deliverance was talked about. I, my wife said, well, you can just go through that door right there. There's a restroom on this side. This place, I was so nervous. I had to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. And she goes, why don't you just go through there? I go, no, I walked all the way around. She goes, there's nobody in there. 
I go, I know, but look at the sign on the door. It said, Demonology 101. I go, I'm going in there, you know. And so to go from that kind of place where people now, they observe when we're working with people that are oppressed or demonized or something actually manifests there. We're not talking about virtual deliverance. We go around and go, oh, we cast this out, we cast that. And you don't see anything. And you especially don't see any change. The fruit part, you want to see change, freedom. And to just being very casual and relaxed about it, it doesn't need to get any louder than this. All I got to do is mean what you say and say what you mean. And um, so the, the cool thing about her story is that that really got her attention. She was into witchcraft, and she realized that day that a couple of things. Wow, the power that she experienced was greater than the power she was into. And the other thing that really caught her was, why would God, who I've opposed all these years, why would he do that for me? And you have to wrestle with that. You start dealing with God's love, which is the greatest power and the force. And then I began to show her that love. She wasn't a project. But then I called the only guy I knew, charismatic guy I knew, was George Freeman, a guy I worked with. I said, George, you know anybody who does any of this ministry? And that's how he introduced me to John. And I get there to John. He's going, yeah, the Lord's telling me these ten things about her. This night we're there to pray and there's like 20 people in the room. You remember this, don't you? And, and he goes, okay, does anybody need prayer? So we raise our hands. We're the only ones. And, you know, there was like a, all these people. I go, oh, boy, this is awkward. And John had told me before, he goes, yeah, the Lord's telling me these things about her. And I go, oh, man, that dude, how did he know that? Like, I didn't tell him all those things. I mean, he's got unbelievable gift. And, and then, I, you know, I'm confessing this now. I maybe have told you. But he, he goes, yeah, I think she's got something right here because he'd have this pain in his shoulder. I'm going, this guy's a kook, you know, and he, he kind of goes, he goes, you mind if I, you know, he's very good, very gracious, very gentle, says, is it okay if I put my hand on you there? Man, as soon as he touched her, man, she just, boom, she hit the floor and flopping around, and I'm going, oh, okay, well, maybe that was real. And I've since learned that people do have different ways of discerning things, and sometimes it would be nice, right? Oh, I got a pain there, and oh, do you have a pain there, and and, uh, and checking it out. Usually if I say, hey, do you have a pain there? Oh, no, I just got gas or something, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I can't do that. So what I learned from John, though, seriously, because that was my first exposure, and I go, man, I can't do that, number one, because I don't have the gifting that he does. And, but, I, but I caught on to the authority thing, the way he was speaking and taking charge. No, you won't do that in the name of Jesus. And this is how it's going to be. And I go, okay, I can do that. And then, of course, I go back to the scriptures and look. And I go, well, that's how these guys were doing it. But then saw someone doing it, but also in a loving way, in a, in a gentle way. But I couldn't do that. Oh, hey, I got this thing. Uh, I'd just be making that up. And so the reason it's important for me to tell you this this first night, and, and, and the outline that I, I haven't shown, that, that I don't have, up that you will get next week, Ash, when we officially start this thing, is my journey, confessions of an ordinary guy, and why that matters. It's important for you to know that I'm not the guy, that we're all the guys. My, my aim is to inspire you and engage you with Jesus' dream for the kingdom of God and to encourage you and inspire you to know that he's given you authority that you can use to make a real difference in prayer. I mean prayer that would transform things. Not prayer where wishing and hoping 
and praying. That kind of, and that's mostly what the kind of faith that people do. They thorn it up. They're wishing and hoping and praying that something's going to change. Instead of, and this is really different. And, and I want to look at just one account tonight that kind of puts it all together. But where you say, no, God, you said this. Therefore, now let it be so. And that really, really, honestly, characterizes most, if not all, the prayers of the Scriptures. And not a lot of asking. We're going to become familiar with this term, uh, this uh, grammar term in Greek that's called the aorist imperative. I just call AI for short. Not artificial intelligence, but AI, aorist imperative. And did you know that this aorist imperative, which is command language, it's not commanding, but it's authoritative. That every line in the original language of the Lord's Prayer is all aorist imperative. For example, our Father, the one in the heavens, may your name be honored, is more the tone. Come now, kingdom of God, be done, will of God, as opposed to like this hopeful, wishful, uh, Lord, we ask your kingdom come, your will be done. You can still ask, there's nothing wrong. That's not the tone of the prayer. That's not the tone of the vocabulary. That's the tone of the language. It's more of an invocation like open sesame. Let those doors open. Let, your, let it come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here now, just as you've ordered things in heaven. And we receive the forgiveness now that you've made possible through your sacrifice. We receive it as we in turn extend forgiveness to others. We receive today's bread knowing because you promised to meet all of our needs. We, we receive today's bread and all we need for today. We are confident and claim your provision for today. Or as George Mueller would do, they'd sit down with the orphans there and nothing on the table and they would pray and uh, thank God for the food that wasn't there yet and that it showed up. Now, I don't want you to get this confused with prosperity thinking, uh, you know, I hope that works. I wish that works. I want that to work. I'd, I'd like some more money. You know, these non-paying jobs I have. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but you know, I just, when, when he says in my name, I think he means the things that he wants. It might not mean a Mercedes or, you know, a new face. I mean, I could use more hair. So, I, I, you know, I've tried that. Yeah, more hair, be there. It just doesn't work, you know. So, I declare it, you know, whatever and all that kind of thing, but nothing, so. But so I guess I want to talk about the basics, you know, the, the things that heal people and free people. And then when we get stuck, we just go back to God and say, okay, what? What? Like, all right, I'm doing my best here. Like, I can't do anything. If you're not doing anything. There was times I go, okay, well, I don't know what to do, so maybe we'll try it again next week. I mean, you know, I'm not going to try to make it. We, we, we feel like we've got to have these answers all the time. And I just want you to know it's such a relief to know that he will answer. And I'm telling you as an ordinary guy that uh, has no special credentials or special uh, certain gifts or some of you have incredible gifts. And I love, and we're going to do this later. And Terry said he's looking forward to that in October. We're going to gather and we're just going to practice some of that where we're going to allow God to lead the body of Christ. And we're going to test stuff and we're going to see what God wants to do. Man, we've had some crazy, I mean, even with the Presbyterians, man, it's crazy. I mean, not crazy like weird, but I mean, neat things that God would show his people and, and, and lead us in prayer. Prayer's a lot more fun that way instead of, okay, it's your turn. You're going to go around the circle. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Tune into our next episode for the continuation of this series. And for more content, please visit us on the web at kingdomtools.org.